worship him I said lift up your voice and worship him 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 there is none like you no one like you Jesus come on sing with me will somebody lift up their voice and give God glory from the worship time this morning something has been released in this house and we want to capitalize on that. We're not going to waste that. We're not going to waste this wave. Come on, just open your mouth and just bless the Lord. I say open your mouth and bless the Lord. Let's join with David in our testimony. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
I said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on, help me, help me, help me. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge. I will say of the Lord, He's my strength. I will say of the Lord, He's my fortified place. I will say of the Lord, He's my God in whom I will trust. Come and testify this morning. Testify this morning. I said, testify this morning. Hallelujah. Testify. Come on, let's testify. Have the goodness of the Lord. Have the goodness of the Lord. Have the goodness of the Lord. Are we ready? Come on, are we ready? Just say, oh, holy. Holy are you Lord God? Are you Lord God Almighty? Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. Holy. Help me sing. Are you Lord God? Almighty, worthy is the land, worthy is the land, you are holy, holy, are you Lord God Almighty, worthy is the land. Worthy is the land Hallelujah. Help me sing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty Help me sing. Help me sing it this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Say it again. Say it. Hallelujah. Church, say Hallelujah. For the Lord God of mighty reign. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. You are holy, holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Amen. 
of us this morning. Ooh. 
turn unto your way, Lord. I say yes. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Somebody need to tell him yes. Where are the young men at? Come on, young men. Come on. Where are the young men? Where are the young men? Stand up on your feet for me, young men. This is a yes moment for you. Where are the young men at? Young man, stand up for a little bit for me, please. Just allow the Lord. Just stretch up both hands to the Lord. Yes. And just begin to tell him yes. Brothers, find the younger men for me, please. Find the younger men for me. Find them. Link them up right now in the spirit. And don't get a yes out of them. My brother, yes. Come on, tell him yes. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, brother. Draw near to some of the young men for me. And get a yes. It's time to say yes. 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 To your will and to your way. Yes. Yes to your call. Yes to your covenant of deliverance. Yes to the move of your spirit in my life. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Rote kando dodobosi. La na 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 na, la lebaya, la te kundalale, grande, monu, ekasa. Come on, young people, yamando, do do do. Come on, young girls, young ladies, come on, yemana, heba, rando, kesa tadada, grande, bahia kas. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Reach up to the Lord, young man. Reach up, reach up, reach up, reach up, reach up. Yes. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Reach up, reach up. Yes. 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 I dare you to say yes. Tell him yes. Say anything you say, Lord. I will become. I will do. I will walk with you. I will let go and let God. Tell him yes. Yes. I have done my own way long enough. Yes. I have resisted you long enough. Yes, Lord. I have fought with your spirit long enough yes i am letting go yes will you seek my face yes will you run after me yes will you hunger and thirst after me yes somebody need to find a yes young man young woman say yes lord i will walk in your ways and in the counsel of your spirit tell him yes yes lord Yes Lord. 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 Yes. 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 
we declare that freedom reign in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. There is freedom. I know that's going to get into someone's spirit right now. Let me say it one more time. I'm declaring that freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. There is freedom. Let's testify again one more time. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. There is freedom. One last time, freedom reign in this place. Freedom reign in this place. Showers of mercy, showers of mercy and grace. Falling on every face. Falling on every face. There is freedom. There is freedom. There is freedom. Give the Lord grace and glory, won't you? Give him grace and glory right now. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. I know the Lord is setting captives free. I know the Lord is changing some things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know he's working. An amazing work. I want you to put your hand on your chest a little bit and just say, I'm a work in progress. I am the workmanship of the Lord. And he's perfecting his work within me. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Say hallelujah to the Lamb. Say, Lord, work your work in me. I'm ready and I'm willing. Work your work in me. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let, I know the welcome have been done already. I know that we have been able to eat at the Lord's table. 
And to that we give God great thanks and praise. I know that this morning two persons have made it into their watery baptism. Can we give God glory and thanks for what he's doing? Come on. Come on, come on, man. You can do better than that. Brother, Brother Mark, Sister Candy. That's what God is doing. And there are other persons that are saying we are ready. And we're just wanting to get them on board. Because uh, he's doing a work in their lives. But we serve a faithful God. Amen. Amen. I want you to go back with me to Ezekiel 37. The Lord has been using this passage to literally change and alter and rearrange and a whole host of functions that he has been doing with this passage this morning. And uh, well, with us coming into this morning. And so we're excited for what he's doing and I shared from it last week I want to continue again this week with a view of stretching us a little bit I want to stretch us a little I want to stretch us a little and so we are working with structures so that's it, the whole theme of all of this working with structures And we're unfolding the mystery of the dry bones. So we're working with structures. And we're unfolding the mysteries of the dry bones. Because I know most of us are familiar with it. Because I understand that we are familiar with it from a song back in the day. Singing about what is connected to what. I want to pick up from where left off last uh, Sunday and to remind us first and foremost as to what we have covered thus far what we have covered thus far and also let me read over passage and the passage I want to read over is John 15 and verse 8 So John 15 and verse 8 says, Herein, herein uh, here is my Father glorified, that ye bring, or uh, ye bear, much fruit. So are ye my disciples. So are ye my disciples. And I went in and just put in all of the major meanings that are to be understood in this. He said, Hearing means this is how. This is how my father is glorified. And glorified means to esteem, to make glorious, to honor, to magnify, or to magnify my father. This is how you magnify my father. That you bear, you bring forth much fruit. And much has to do with plenteous. Has to do with plenteous more in quality and in quantity, an excellent fruit. 
And fruit there means that which is taken by force. It's something you can pick. So fruit is always taken by force. And said, if you do this, then are you my student. Then are you my student. Now, here's what I've just read. And I want to say it again. That in our praise and worship, we magnify the Lord. We exalt his name. But the Father says, if you really want to magnify me, bear fruit. I know praise and worship is excellent and wonderful and nice. But if you really want to make me happy, bear fruit. I know that the clapping of the hands and the dancing and the different things that we do are excellent. It have, we, we, we do it to the best of my, my our abilities. But he says, if you really want to exalt me, to magnify me a certain way, I want you to improve on what you are doing right now. Bear much fruit. Much more in quantity and quality at the excellent level. At the level of excellence. And so, I'm going to use that as our springboard this morning. So let me remind you then of what we have uncovered so far. We look at what is the purpose of the skeletal system. We established that this has to do with the scaffolding upon which the muscles and all, uh, the fleshy part of the body is actually built. That it gives shape, it determines the height of the body, it also protect the vital organs. It, is, it determines the possible strength of an individual. It manufactures red blood cells and it stores minerals. It also protects the spinal cord. And I don't have the time to deal with the spinal cord. We may get to it in a while. Spinal cord uh, are some of the major protection that comes. We look at um, understanding the importance of those structures. Why are these structures important? We express that these structures determine our growth. That when we have structures in place, we grow, our body grows. So your, your skeletal system is what determines how tall you are. Um, so both the structure and the connecting systems are what provides movement. So it and movement in a sustained way. Um, We're saying that no person, ministry, organization, a company, or any, any major thing of substance, anything that's going to have meaning in the earth, none of them achieve success without structures. Your child cannot grow balance without structure. If you leave your child to themselves, they will play computer game all day. And at the end of the day, all they know is how to click. But when you have structures in place, your child is able to uh, apportion and to differentiate 
work time as opposed to play time. Sleep time as opposed to other times. And so structures is what help to do that. You have to have structures in place. That having a good structure is important as having a good message. And also, <clears throat> even when we have a good message, a good message uh, is what brings persons into a relationship with Jesus Christ. But structure is what builds a family. Structure is what builds a family. And we went on. We looked at personal structures, identifying some of the issues, and we're going to springboard from there um, into where we are going today. Springboard from there. On a personal level, as I've said before, it is our skeletal system that determines our height. It also assists in determination of our weight in some regard. We understand that we must have internal structures that are well, the skeletal system is inside for us as, as human beings. These internal systems are structures such as our temperament, our personality, our attitude, character, spiritual growth and maturity that when these structures are in place, then are we able to handle what God is taking to us. What he's bringing to us. So let me start now right there. With a question. And the question I want to start with is this. How can we guarantee that God will entrust us with more? How can we guarantee that we don't, if I give you X amount today, that when I come at the end of the year, that you have improved to the extent that I can now entrust more to you? How can we guarantee that the way we are right now, especially as we go forward, that we can see the goodness, the blessing, the, the kind of thing that the scripture talks about when it is pressed down, shaken together, and runs over. How can we guarantee that God would favor us this way in order to bestow this upon us? This is very important. This is very important because the other part of that question is, is it possible that the reason why I am not getting more from the Lord is because there's something I need to fix? Is it possible that it's not that God is not wanting to answer my prayer? It's just that from the moment I pray that prayer, and from that time until now, I have done nothing 
to alter my own growth, to alter my own preparedness, to alter my own position. I have done nothing. I've done nothing. So let me talk to you heart to heart. Learn this analogy from a movie we're watching, a gospel movie, where it had to do with American football. And this man who had been praying for the school went into the coach who had been failing every day since he took the job. But this man had been praying. And he came to the gentleman in his office and he said to him, he said, the Lord sent me to tell you that you need to hang in there. Don't give up. There is going to be the abundance of rain. And the gentleman looked at him in a very strange way. He said, what do you mean? He says, well, there are two farmers who have lands. And both farmers are intent and planted. One of them is actually waiting for the rain to fall first. The other cleared the land, plowed the land, and prepared it for the rain. And he asked the question, he says, which of these two men do you believe is actually preparing for a harvest? Obviously, it is the one that have prepared the land. Proverbs says that the slothful have a particular mindset. This is how the slothful think. And the word slothful has to do with one that is lazy, one that is in the attitude of their mind, are always believing that somebody owed them something. And everything must be served them on a platter. There's a book that back in the day they used to use at high school level. And there's a story inside about a man named More Lazy. And More Lazy was so lazy that one day he would sit under this tree. And one day somebody was passing and dropped some money from their pocket. And More Lazy sat there the whole day watching the money there. Waiting for someone to pass to ask them to pick it up and give it to him. believe that in the body of Christ we have a set of people who are actually expecting that every single day of their lives they must be spoon, spoon fed that every day it, every, and, 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 and listen to me I've, I've been around for a long time I've been doing this now for at least 35 years I've been around for a long time and I've seen many things I have seen it all I've seen it the good bad and the ugly if you want to call it that and there are people who are believing that they are so in the least that everyone of you who look like you have a little bit more you're in a better position and you owe them something brother Barnes will bear us out with this one I'm gonna and I'm about to tell you a horrible story there's a young man a couple years ago he found the young man Bill Fool ride into church he brought it to me and because I'm aware of the area I took the billfold to the man's house and gave it to him he may have dropped out of his pocket we learned after that when he was riding and that man used to help 
a particular young man. Every opportunity he gets, he would help this young man. He was going into Kingston one morning. And the young man begged a ride. He gave the young man a ride. And the young man apparently was sitting behind him in the seat. When the young man almost reached his destination, the young man asked, can I beg you a money? And the man says, I don't have any money I'm able to give you right now. And you know what the young man did? The young man stabbed the guy through the seat in his back. And when the car pulled over, he come out like it was okay, closed the door, and about to make his escape. And so God have it, so good it was, that a police car was just behind and saw when the, he got out and saw when the other man stumbled out and chased him down and caught him. But the young man never lived. He did not live. Because here is someone who believed that he's entitled. I shouldn't ask you for something. And you say no. If I ask you, you must be able to give me. And what I'm trying to for us to understand here is this. That that is the mindset and the headspace of the slothful. What the slothful believe is that the world is indebted to them. And when that mindset comes in the church, it creates problems. Because what it means is that you're constantly being dwarfed by something. And we can't figure out, how is it that we have put system in place for you to grow? But when we check you five years from now, you are still saying, once I was blind, but now I can see the light of the world in G with Jesus. And we, he we got rid of your blindness five years before. How is it that you have re-blind yourself? So that five years later, your testimony has not changed. I want you to work with me. I want you to see where I'm going with this. And so it is crucially important for us to hear this mystery. What, watch this. In the early part of Ezekiel, Ezekiel says that the revelation he had was that there was a wheel in the middle of a wheel. What I need for you to understand is what's on the surface of the text is but one wheel. But there is embedded in that text something that makes the text work. It's, an, it's like a hub and the inner structure that there is an unpacking and an unveiling that must happen in order for us to see what is God saying. And what he's saying to us right now is that we need to alter our personal structures to match where he's going. We must not at the end of this COVID come out and say, I am less than. So what do we need to do? We need to change our heads or, or headset. We need our minds to be renewed and be transformed. Something must go on inside there. And we need the internal, the part in our deepness of our spirit, the attitude need to be altered. Why must the attitude be altered? Because it's holding you back. I said your attitude is holding you back. It's preventing you from coming into what you need to come into. And what, 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 what exactly are we talking about? Now, first of all, if Jesus is saying that this is how you glorify me, I am expecting fruit from you. Do you remember what happened to the fig tree? I said, do you remember what happened to the fig tree? That Jesus came to the fig tree and, and no matter, watch me, no matter what the theologians tell you, that this was not the time for figs. 
we're talking about the Lord creator a fig tree and when he comes to this fig tree he's expecting to find food Lord creator a fig tree expect to find food and when he came to this tree all the tree could show him is leaves leaves and the Bible says he stepped back and lined the fig tree up squarely with his voice and he said to it from this day onward shall no man eat from thee now watch this he never ate anything he didn't get anything to eat but when he judged this fig tree he said you won't even get the opportunity to produce again ever I am shutting that down of course the wonderful disciples part of the membership of the church who were there in the morning when he spoke were walking back with him in the evening and they said master what's going on here was this not the tree you curse this morning how is it that it dry up so quickly every single person at the sound of my voice must say to yourself in this season I refuse to live another non-productive day in my life I refuse to live another non-productive day in my life so I'm changing from the inside out I'm changing so part of this whole thing is to get rid of this mindset that says well I can't sow because there's a lion outside to get rid of this mindset and I, 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 have, to, I have to thank my wife for this one to say well I can't save because my expense is so much so I have to learn how no matter how massive the expense is to try and put something away for a rainy day and based on this global system in Jamaica, you can have sunny day right now and rain the next five minutes. And you didn't hear what I just said. You thought I was talking about sunshine. I'm talking rain. That there is a shift in our understanding. In other words, we now need to make some adjustments for where we are going. Not where we are right now. But so even as a church, everything we do from here on is to position us for where we are going. When I got up this morning, you know what the Lord said to me? He says, tell the men to hurry up and finish that side. We need to expand. Because everything that we are doing right now must position us for where we are going. We must be positioned for where we are going. I want you to tap your chest a little bit and say, when I do like Mr. Brown, self, you must change. You have to talk to yourself. So this particular mindset that we are dealing with with the slothful the slothful miss opportunities what that means is if you're a student if you are a husband if you're a wife if you are single you cannot wait until things change before you change in other words watch this let me give you a simple example the bible did not say whoso findeth a young attractive beautiful shapely woman 
find it a good wife. That's not what it says. It says, whoso find it a wife, find it a good thing. What does that mean? Even when you are not married, if you are not a wife while not married, you cannot be one when you get married. I know me getting myself in trouble right there. So your role as a wife doesn't begin when you say I do. Your role as a wife begins when you begin to contemplate. When some guy look at you, even before they look at you and say, girl, that checks for you. Your role must actually begin from way before there. So knowing that when he opened his mouth and popped the question, I must be able to say, are you man enough to handle me? Because we're preparing for that day. That's what we're dealing with. You cannot wait until everything happens before you are ready. So we have to change the headspace. As a church, we can't wait for the people to come in before we make room. The room must be made ready and every structure must be in place that when... Uh, hold on a second here. Uh, no, no, this one I learned from my wife. That when we were pregnant with our first son, you know, first son is a new experience. The bag was packed and ready months in advance. Months. It was every single thing that needed to be there. Bath pan was bought and ready. Soflan was bought and ready. Diapa was bought and ready. Chemise was bought and ready. Well, it could be something name again. Bib. Bib was bought and ready. Everything was in place. And so I took the cue. So my pants is always fish with a belt and ready. Hung up on a nail, ready. Because when that sound go off in the morning, I said, honey, it's time. I'm not supposed to be hunting for belt and trying to figure out where shoes is. Everything was ready months in advance. I know you think me talking about my wife, but you miss it. So let me tell you what we're talking about now. So your next promotion cannot wait until the boss decides to send you to school. You must know what you want and begin to study for that now. It's your preparation that will determine how much is to be handed over to you. And if you cannot manage more than five cents, we're not giving you ten. We're not giving you ten cents. If only five cents you can, you can manage. And so every person in the sound of my voice, young and old alike, hear the mystery of this Ezekiel bones. Hear it, understand it. That what he's teaching us here is that where structures are missing, it dwarf your growth. Say that with me. Where structures are missing, it dwarf your growth. You're stunted. I heard Jamaica where say taunted. You're stunted. You're not coming into all that you need to come into. So in other words, you can't want to go at a car mark, go buy, buy a car, and you don't get your driver's license yet. That don't make no sense. If you do that, you can, you know, watch this, you can. But when you buy the car, somebody will have to drive it for you. Lord, help me right here now. No, that don't make any sense. So let me go about it another way. Go about it another way. Follow me closely. Follow me closely. Do you remember Jacob and Esau? Do you remember the account of Jacob and Esau? 
Do you remember that the fight started from in the belly? That while the mother was pregnant with them, the two young boys, two babies, you know, let me not go over there right now, but the two babies began to fight in the womb. And after they came out of the womb, the rivalry continued. The rivalry was so fierce that now mother and father are divided along sons. It's twins, you know, but they're divided along sons. Their loyalty and their love is divided along sons. So mother and Jacob decided to put a, a plan in place. What was the plan? We are going to take the birthright. The birthright. Now, what Jacob did not hear was this. He didn't hear the pronouncement from the boardroom of heaven that says, Jacob I love and Esau I hate. He didn't hear that. Even if he did, he was not responding to that. But he wanted the birthright. Esau, on the other hand, says, don't big thing. I'm almost certain that Esau was Jamaican. You know, everything and everything. I know nothing. Well, Jamaica, no problem. Kind of a thing. He just lays a fear and he's just easy. Anything and everything is everything. So much so that he undervalued he undervalued what was entrusted with his being born first. His brother is icing it from afar and looking at it and saying, at the closest opportunity, I'm going to take it. And boy, did the opportunity come. So, long story, a long account cut short. They work, they work, birthright was stolen. Jacob had to flee home. Jacob, even though what belonged to him was now gotten, and because he got it through vice and trickery, it took him 21 years just to come into it. I want to say that again. As long as Jacob was in Laban's house, Laban was being blessed without measure. But Jacob himself was decreasing and diminishing. Except for the fact that he now has a wife, at least two wives and have sons. But he himself was not personally benefiting from this. Why? Because he wanted to achieve this particular blessing by means of shortcut. There are some things that you must work the process and you must wait out the process and you must go through with the process. No shortcuts. Because in the end, that shortcut delays what you should come into. I, I, I wonder if you're getting what I'm trying to say to you. I wonder if you're hearing me as clearly as I want you to hear. And we are missing out that it took 21 years. Which of you inside here can wait another 21 years before you come into what belongs to you? I'm asking you a question. It's not totally rhetorical. I want to know which of you are willing, you are willing to wait 
21 more years before you come into what really belong to you are, are you gonna get up and say Lord whatever I need to change right now I must change in order to come into it and it begins with our attitude our attitude they say determines our altitude we know how high you're gonna climb based on your attitude I've heard I've heard of it read it in the scriptures and I've heard of it in another general. I think it was a general in one of the United States Army. In the scriptures, a fellow by the name of Abijah. Abijah is surrounded by Jeroboam and about um, a massive amount of troops. About 32 plus thousand men. Abijah could only find a small portion of men. Jeroboam divided his army into two and sent one half of it to go around in a circle and to go at the back of Abijah so that Abijah and his army is now sandwiched in the middle so Jeroboam army is before and Jeroboam army is behind and Abijah is in the middle but when your attitude is right and you know you're connected with God you're a game changer and the Bible says that Abijah cried out to Jeroboam and this is what he says. Now remember, you know, he's the one that is surrounded. So the man that is surrounded is shouting to the surrounder to say to him the following. He says, Jeroboam, why did you come to pick a fight with the people of the Lord? Do you not know you cannot win? I said he's on number two to one. And the man that is outnumbered is saying to the man that outnumbered him, you cannot win. And then he says, here is why we cannot lose and you cannot win. We have followed the structures and the orders that the Lord have established. We have gone through the process of seeing to that every single thing is in place and every man is in their place. And we have went one step further. We have had the priests prepare themselves, anointed themselves, and put on their holy garment. And they have come to us with their shofar in hand. You cannot win. And whenever they cry an alarm, you will be brought down. So say, so done. Listen to me. Our attitude needs to change. What motivates us need to change. We're allowing the enemy to rob us blind right under our nose from our purpose and the things that God has for us. Let me say it this way. You may have had a prophetic word that has gone out over your life. You have heard the Lord say, thus says the Lord, this and this and this is what I will do with you. You will not come into that thing until you are prepared to do this thing God's way. You have to do the things. So those who need to go back to school need to get registered. Those who need to do short courses need to do short courses. Those who need to do long courses need to do long courses. But you cannot come into what you need to come into unless you do this. Let me make it practical. Those who need to own house need to start through housing trust. Go and get yourself registered. And set things in motion so that things will fall in place. You can't sit down year in after year and waiting for it to happen. There are miracles and there are miracles. 
there's something that God does suddenly, unexpectedly, calling the things that be not as though they were. But in most miracles, God requires that you and he be co-laborers. And you need to be co-laborer with him. So let me confirm what I'm saying here. So Ezekiel says, as the Lord put this word in his mouth, he says now, verse 6 of 37, I will lay sinews upon you. I will bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And you shall know that I am the Lord. I want to talk to us about some more about the sinews aspect of things. The connective structures. Are the connecting structures. That even though you might have a structure, there are things that act as linkages. So let me put it in a farming way so that you and I can get it. That if you are engaged in farming, and let's say your job is to produce lettuce, that's what your, is your chief production, lettuce. You need to find out the linkages between your field and the market, the end market. And you need to understand that if you are just planting to feed your family, it's one thing. But if you are planting in order to build a business for your family, that's another thing. Are you following me closely? Your linkages then would be, you want to find out which, what are the organizations in the country that actually use lettuce? And how much lettuce do they use on a daily basis not just monthly but on a daily basis and your connection must be if you can't get to them directly you want to find someone who is able to make bridge the gap between you and them and so while you are you have to use your lettuce planting as a door opener for other things that you want to sell because maybe other persons are involved in lettuce so you want to use the lettuce to get into the supermarket but you also plant corn. You want to use the lettuce to get into the hotels. But you also do tomatoes. And you want to move and work your way to the point where you now find a niche. A niche. Something that only you alone is doing. Or if not you, it's as few a person as possible is actually engaged in this. That means that you are the chief supplier. And as the chief supplier, your market is almost ready-made. All right, I'm talking too much complex things. Because none of you don't do farming. The only thing you know about farming is to go to the market and buy it and carry it home. So let's change it around a little bit then. Let's change it around a little bit. Look at linkages. What are the things... That would get you going where you need to go. What are the things? 
how do I make a transition from where I'm at right now into university? Let's look at that. Or how do I make a transition from where I'm at right now into a job? Linkages. They will tell you that grades, well, I, I learned this from, from my son, Stephen, so he do it this way. He said, now, grades are good, but they want to know, are you involved in service clubs, they call them? Extracurricular activities. Now, those are the linkages. Those are the things that, because you are so engaged, the people who are looking on identify you in these, are sometimes they have, what, what, what do you call it? They, they have um, history, so to speak. History. So you go for an interview, and they look at your resume, and they notice that you are involved in ICF. And the person says, oh, you were involved in ICF. And you said, yes, I was involved in ICF. I was even a treasurer, a president, or whatever. And they will say, well, you know, I'm an old ICF for myself. And that link literally changed the interview strategy. Because both you and the interviewer find something in common. When we are dealing with linkages, we are looking at things that we need to allow to be a part of our lives so that in the long run, those things work back in our favor. Volunteerism. Volunteerism. Uh, let me do it another way, part of volunteerism. No, young people, follow me closely. Do you know why we like to give you work to do? It's not because we're wicked and turn back. It's not because we don't like to see you enjoy yourself. We like to give you work to do so that you might develop a pattern. A pattern of studiousness. That you might hone certain skill sets. Why do we pull you on committees and let you be in charge of things? To stand up here, to read, to do all kinds of things. It may be that your next big break could be them asking you to make a presentation. And that one presentation become an opening. So serving in the house of the Lord is a link to everything else that God has in store for you. You have to be able to identify the linkages. You miss it, you miss it big time. So it's not that we're just picking on you and picking on you and picking on you. No, we're not picking on you. We understand how the earth runs. That it no runs so, so, so. There are things and patterns and principles that are there. But we have to change beginning in our mindset. Our hearts need to be repositioned. And we, be, we need to be determined that we're not going to produce another fruitless day. I want to touch just one more thing and then I'm going to close. I want you to go with me to verse 9 and 10 of the same Ezekiel. So let me read it to you and then I'm going to expand some things on it for you. 9 and 10 of Ezekiel 37. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. 
prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds of the O breath and breathe upon these slaves that they may live. Ten. So I prophesied as I as he commanded me. And breath came into them. And they lived and stood up on their feet. An exceeding great army. Out of these two verses, I want to focus on one word. Just one, for now. And that word is the word army. Listen what this word means. It means force. It means resources, wealth, virtue, strength. It means might, power, goods, goods. Riches, substance, valor, uh, vigorous, worthiness. Here's what I want for you to see. It says they stood up a great or an exceeding great army. And that word army is the word we just described. Army is as we just described. You'd expect we say army would mean a group of men that belong to the military. At least that's what you'd expect. But no, that's not what this word says. What I want for you to see here is this. That resources would follow structures. Banks are unwilling to lend money to people who have no history of managing business. They're unwilling to do that. But have you ever wondered why banks are so willing to give you money to buy a car? You want to start a business, you know? But they will not give you money to buy a business, to start a business. But if you want a car, they'll give you money to buy a car. You want to know why? Let me tell you why. With a car, they consider, number one, you can put a comprehensive insurance on it. So if something happened, they'll get back their money. That's the first thing. Thing number two, they would rather you be indebted to them for the next four or five years, paying them steadily every month, than you going in and buying the car cash. A business would allow you to do that. Thirdly, they contemplate that worst case scenario. A car is an easily converted commodity. You can sell it and reclaim your cash. So they contemplate that. And besides that, they want you to look good. They want you to look good poor. They don't want you to look good rich. Because as long as you look good poor, and I mean, when you drive outside and say, hey, this is my new car, we just need to check the cover note. What do you call that? No, the, the, the lean. We need to check the lean. And to see who actually own it and give you permission to drive it. 
That's what we need to check. And so that's, how they, that's their mind. What this verse is telling us, and this one word, is that as long as we put the systems in place, God will cause his resources to converge there. Right, let me say it another way. Psalm 133. When our system of unity is in place, what does he do? There he commands the blessing. You're following me now? So when we have the systems in place, the money is following the systems. There are people who will find you and say, I want to invest in what you have. I am willing to bring resources to the table so that you and I can come into partnership. But if you have nothing, they don't want to add to nothing. All right, that's not making much sense. Look at the parable when he gave out the talents. The one who get the five and increased it by five to ten. When they took the one from the one, who did they give it to? That one. It is the one that now have ten that get one more to manage. And if you need to understand this, that God's heart and mindset is, I want to, you have, if you work what I give you, I will entrust you with more. If you work well what I give you, I will entrust you with more. Say that with me. If you work well what I give you, I will entrust you with more. Come on. If you work well with what I give you, I will entrust you with more. And that's what he wants to do. So our structures need to change. And our structures need to be intact. We have to make room as a church for more things. As bad as COVID is, there's a day when it will die. Let me make that absolutely clear. There's a day when COVID will not be a problem, where we'll not be, have to be physically distant. Some of us have been socially distant for a long time. But when we'll not be physically distant, and so a day is coming when that will come to an end. But... What are we going to do until then? How are we going to reposition ourselves as a church until then? Well, here is what we're doing. So we're changing even the approach to how we teach the Kingdom Shapers class to be more discipleship in nature. Because we're building structures in place for where we're going, not just for now. We're raising every single one of you up to the place where you yourself will now become a teacher where we can give two or three persons, depending on how much you are able to manage, under your care and say, disciple these for us. And part of that discipleship is that you are discipling them to disciple others. So that we are having this cyclical system in place in order for the growth. We must, by the end of a certain time, we must be able to take any group of you from here and say, you are not only trained, you are experienced, you are ready and ripe. We want you to go and start that church over there, sir. And when we do that, you're not supposed to say, Lord, pastor, I'm the least of all of my brethren. And I'm the least in my father's household. None of that. When we say to you, it's your time to rise up and do this, you're supposed to be able to say, Pastor, I have been in fasting for the past year over this, this one project already. And it's not false pride. 
It's not arrogance. It simply means that you are working well. The structures that are with you. I know I lose you somewhere there. May the Lord bring you back. May the Lord bring you back. But this is very important. This is very important. This is very important. The end of all of this, the Bible said we're going to become possessors of land. And Jesus said to the persons who receive the talent, you're going to be managers of cities. He said you're going to be managers of cities. I said he said you're going to be managers of cities. I was talking to a dear brother just today just to give a certain amount of anonymity and in talking to him he talked about he and his son going to Shirley Lewin and his son wanted to become a part of the police force or the army and she sat him down and says no, 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 no that's not for you God have greater things in store for you what other thing do you love? The son says, I love computing. He said, no, that's what God is going to bless you with. He said, with this, he's going to raise you up to be mightier than all of those. Today, today, that son is setting up systems that linked over 43 countries in the world. When the structures are in place, the resources would follow it. Write it down again if you didn't write it the first time. When the structures are in place, the resources would follow it. If you are trained in an area, expect the resources to come right now. Begin to ask God to supply resource in that area. That area of your expertise. To open doors in that area of your expertise. To unlock for you in that area of expertise opportunities they're available and God is making it possible for you to come into those right now but I rebuke Satan in the house this morning I rebuke him because he wants you to believe that for some reason you can't do it for some reason God has overlooked you for some reason God has bypassed you for some reason, God is holding out on you. For some reason, God is answering everybody else's prayer, but not yours. The devil is a liar. The reason why you're perhaps not getting a response from the Lord is that you have not obeyed the last instruction he gave you. You are still doing something else other than what he told you. And this is time for you to repent and obey. Once you obey, the next thing will fall in place. The next thing will fall in place. So I want to close this then. This way. See this mouth of yours? That you constantly use to speak down to yourself? See this mouth of yours? That you constantly use as a weapon against your own breakthrough? I said, do you see this mouth of yours that I've been digging for you a hole, a grave? Do you see this mouth of yours? He said we need to be renewed in the mind, but we also need to submit our tongues to the Lord. 
And we need to stop speaking a certain way. And begin to speak differently. Why do I say that? He says, son of man, prophesy. I want you to point to somebody beside you and say, prophesy. Come on, point to somebody else and say to them, prophesy. I want you to point to somebody else and tell them, there's some person behind you, you haven't pointed on them yet. Prophesy. I want for you to treat everything that's going to come out of your mouth the next time as a prophetic utterance. If you understand that and have the responsibility over what you're about to say next, you won't say certain things. So you won't get up that morning and say, boy, me broke. This has cheap me dead. Me so frass, Lord, me salt. You don't get up in that morning and say, me fooling. You don't get up that No, 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 no. The devil is a liar. I said, tell the person beside you, prophesy. I want to ask you a difficult question. It's a very hard question. Do you believe in yourself? It's a very hard question. Because some of us are still not certain about who you are and the deposit of God that is with you. Do you believe, do you have confidence in yourself? You're not answering me. You have me up just because me ask you a difficult question. I said, do you have confidence in yourself? Then open your mouth and prophesy. Begin to speak what the word says about you. I am the head. And I don't mean head cook and buckle washer. I mean I am the head. And not the tail. I am above only. And not beneath. I am. Watch this. You need to say, it is me. Can say it with me. It is me that the prophecy of the psalm was speaking about. When it says that I will speak with the enemy in the gates. They were talking about me. They were announcing my resume. Because I will contend with the enemy over my own destiny in the gate. Now hold on a second there. And I know you're getting a little excited, but I want to tell you what I just said. When we're talking about gates, we're talking about you being promoted to the chief places. Sister Lakara, the devil is a liar. Them things are because they fire you, you're done. But you are being repositioned for greater things. My God, help me now. Help me, help me. You have to realize that you are being repositioned into a place where people can appreciate who you are brother brown do you hear what i said sir that you are being positioned brother car work with me sir that someone looking at you might just think you're soft so until they understand who god have made you in the inside that you're a mighty man of valor so when you rise up in the morning you don't walk around saying, boy, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm tired. I'm afraid. No, you get up and say, no, I'm a mighty man of valor. It is I that the Lord has spoken concerning that I should rise up and stand up. 
Now I want to make a declaration in the house before I hand over the mic. It says here that a great army stood up. I wonder if you are hearing the sound of my voice. If you know you're a great army, I'm commanding you to stand up. I said, if you know you no 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 hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Sit down again. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Only don't understand what stand up means. You look you look like you're a cross between fry flitters and dumplings. We, we, no, no, that's not what we're talking about. No, 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 no. Whenever a ranked officer, come here, brother Andrew. Me know you know how that's something I work. Me know, me, 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 know you, me know you can show us how this thing works. When I come over right over there, so for me, so they can see you. When a ranked officer walk into the room, everybody says, Side, alert and ready. All right, I, I know you think we're playing games, but let me tell you what we just did. Don't move yet, brother. The Bible is saying that the one who comes to attention, the resource will follow them. <laughs> That's what we just read here. That if we are willing to work with the Lord, the resources will follow. Now, if you know. That you are the army that we are speaking about here in Ezekiel. Attention! Some of you are still slow on the draw. I will give you some calm. You'll parry draw something. Are you, 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 you're eating too much white flour dumpling. You need some calm inside here. Sit down again. Sit down, sit down, sit down. You're not doing this thing right. Hallelujah. I'm not, I, I won't stop until it gets inside of your system. Brothers, I wonder if you I wonder if you realize what the Lord is doing to us today. I wonder if you understand what He's actually taking us into. We're not in a good sermon. I want to preach. I'm not interested in good sermon. That's not the objective. What the objective is that we are pos repositioning your heart and your mind to take over. Remember what we say fruit means to take it by force. That's what fruit means. It's not just something, it's to take it by force. So let me do it one more time. Let me do it one more time. Let me do it one more time. Attention! Much better. Much better. Much better. I said much better. Now I want you to do this. I want you just to lift up your right hand while you stand in that position. And say, Lord, release the resources now. Tell him I'm, a, I'm at attention. Tell him I'm paying attention. Release your resources now. Open up the heavens now. Open up the door now. Come on, prophesy. Open up the opportunities now. Open up the scholarships now. Open up the grants now. Open up the job now. Open up the clientele now. Open up the business now. I'm at attention. Open it up now. Right now. Right now. Right now. And don't take it by force. And I take it. By force. Come on. And I take it. By force. Father. I thank you this day. That you are in the midst of us this morning. 
and you are reordering our steps by your word Jesus hallelujah that you are reordering our lives by your word Jesus that you are showing us great and mighty things that we do not know of you're causing us to understand the wheel in the middle of the wheel and to come into a place in you Lord so we thank you this very moment with a heart of thanksgiving come on somebody's spirit is just getting prepped for we know that you have not forgotten or forsaken us but you are opening up the heavens to us this morning you are opening up new businesses new clientele yeah. opportunities 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 you are releasing resources Resources, 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 resources. Houses we didn't build, vineyards we didn't plant, olive groves. You're releasing resources. And we thank you right now, Jesus. Hey, hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Daddy. Yes. 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 Things are about to turn. Things are changing right now. Things are changing for someone right here, right now. Things are changing for you right now. Receive it. I am making a way. Where there was no way existing before. I'm causing a path to be open for you. I am unlocking doors that were closed before you. And I'm giving you victories and breakthroughs. Do not go back to your old mindset. I am freeing you from yourself. I'm delivering you from your own mind. And I'm breaking from over your life the spirit of abortion. And the spirit of termination. And I'm releasing life over you right now. And you shall live. And you shall live. And you shall live. Live. Yes. I declare it in my word that I'm opening up your grave for you to come out of it. I have released you from your grave. Yes, 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 yes. Barrenness, stagnation, loose from it. Come into all I have called you into and receive the fruitfulness. 
Yes, God. We heard you. Lord, we heard you. You are great. Oh, 